Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living.
ushering. That's when. Hello. That's when you have too many things to do at one time, you know. But good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Lois Jones, which I guess everybody knows now. <laughs> I'm today's platform assistant, and I'll be sharing the announcements and upcoming events with you. So welcome to our visitors here in person and to you who are joining us online. We're happy that you're with us and hope that your spirit will be uplifted by our music team and by the inspiring message from Reverend Kelly today. If you're a first time visitor, please take a welcome packet just outside on the table. And happy Mother's Day to all mothers. <laughs> and mother figures. Please join us after service in the social hall for fellowship, refreshments, and some surprising homemade goodies. If you've not picked up your directory, you may do so after service as well. The Children's Church can <clears throat> use your help. Sunday school teachers and nursery aides are needed. If you enjoy working, helping children, please see Sharon Clays, the Children's, children's Church Director after service for more information and any questions that you have. Our capital campaign theme for May and June is Super Share 5050. Tickets can be obtained after service each Sunday beginning today through June 25th. We're gonna have a big, big 5050. Proceeds from each Sunday will be accumulated and the drawing will take place and the winner announced on Music Sunday, June 25th. May 21st is Unity of Farmington Hills Giving Sunday. It's the opportunity to further express our financial commitment and appreciation to Unity of Farmington Hills. This is an opportunity to catch up on tithes, to give additionally to the capital campaign, or just give for the joy of giving. I've read someplace that it does not matter how much you give, what matters is how much love goes in your giving. Yeah. Think about that. Does that say ugh? Okay. Yeah. Did he say, don't screw up, screw it up, Lois? <laughs> On the monitor, it says, don't screw it up, Lois. <laughs> hey, listen, Reverend Kelly has told me to keep this to three minutes. <laughs> so the group... <laughs> This UGG group, a ukulele group, meets again for lessons and play on Sunday, May 21st, I think that's next Sunday, from 11.15 to 1 p.m. in room nine. Bring your ukulele, your voice, and bring both, or bring both for learning and fun. The women's and men's group will be having lunch and touring the Detroit Historical Museum on Sunday, May 21st at 12 noon. That's next week, too. Please see Eileen Lindbergh or Faith Brower for flyer and details. On Wednesday, May 24th, from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., join us here at the church for Crystal Bowl Meditation with Joanna Robinson. Reynolds. Uh, Reynolds. I didn't change that. This scheduled week's meditation will not be available on Zoom, so do not go looking for us on Zoom. Come to the church. 
May 24th, okay? $10 love offering is suggested. You're invited to walk with UFH Veterans Peer Support Group in Farmington Hills Memorial Day Parade, Parade on June, no, on May 29th. If you're interested in walking, please RSVP to Charmaine Pearson for details and a flyer. There are flyers. Uh, there are flyers in the, yeah, there are flyers outside there. So you can pick those up on your way out. I'm thinking about the flyers for the, uh, the other thing. All right. Volunteers are needed who can definitely, and that's, that's bold, definitely be available on sun, Saturday, June 3rd from 11 to 1 to help beautify and add some color to our landscape and yard by planting flowers. The flowers will be here and available. Can you be here and available? <laughs> no yard work is expected, just planting flowers. It's very important to know how many volunteers we can expect, so if you can be one, please let Faith Brower know ASAP after next week. Faith is not here today. Let her know that you will be available. Today, Sue Serlin Resnick is our prayer chaplain and will be available to pray with you after service near the patio doors. Please move out of the sanctuary immediately after service to provide a quiet space for prayer. To stay abreast of our activities and upcoming events, please visit unityfh.com, check out our Facebook page, or read through the newsletter that's emailed every Friday. And now, as the music team sings Surely the Presence, let us prepare our hearts and minds for our daily word and opening prayer. Thank you. Mother's Day to you. And to you. Thank you. I want to share something real quick because those of you who have tulips in your hands, that's a gift from Matthew. Um, the last thing he did before he passed away was order flowers for Donna's mother's funeral and he ordered tulips for Mother's Day. And um, because the florist was touched by that, she sent some flowers to put on our altar because he wanted something colorful. So thank you, Matthew. I know. So now for the reading of the Daily Word for today, Sunday, May 14th, 2023. Blessing for Mothers. And our affirmation reads, I bless all mothers with thoughts of gratitude. There's nothing quite like a mother's love, so nurturing, caring, and warm. Today, I bless the women in my life who express this love in all they do. Whether it's the woman 
who raised me or any of the other women I know who so generously share a mother's love. I have felt the care of God through their t tender touch and encouraging words. Over the years, I have grown strong and confident under, under their kind direction and have relied upon their wisdom. The divine feminine flourishes on earth in the loving words and caring hands of mothers and all those who share a mother's love. I bless them and pray, and pray they know the love of God as they share it so generously with me. The scripture for today comes from 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 30. Then the mother of the child said, As the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave without you. Let us pray. I invite you to gently close your eyes and take a deep cleansing breath. Bring your attention down into the center of your heart. Tuning into a feeling of love. Allowing your memories of your mother to flood your heart with love. Letting God open you up to be a deeper expression of love within you, within this sanctuary. And as we love each other through the love that is infusing this sanctuary, let us set our intention to radiate that love out into the world. And those who are watching online, you are in tune with us as well. God's love unfolds us now. And God, we live and move and have our being in your breath, in your love, in your presence. We thank you for our mothers, for that is how we came into this world. We thank you for the way you loved us through our mothers, for there was a purpose in it. And as we move forward celebrating the mothers in our lives, those who are still alive and those who are not, our hearts fill up with gratitude. And let's just sit just for a little bit in a feeling of love and peace. And I invite you with every breath you take to breathe in deeply and slowly a feeling of love. And as you exhale deeply and slowly, release that love through your breath out into the world. That you become God's instrument of the ebb and flow of love. With every breath you take, let your body become relaxed in the feeling of love. Let your mind and your heart be open, knowing that God is perfecting whatever concerns you so you can release it right now and just sit in a feeling of love. Letting God uplift you right now and open you up 
for today's message. Knowing that God loves you no matter what, just the way you are. Knowing that we are being taught and guided to love God, ourselves, and others just the way we are. And that as we radiate in this love, it becomes a healing wave and power that produces divine, perfect health, wholeness, and a sense of well-being. And God, we thank you for this mighty gift of love that you are in and through us, as us. And we set our intention to be greater expressions of love with every passing day. We lift this prayer and sit in this meditation in the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ with hearts of gratitude and praise. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. I love you, Nicholas. And now let us go ahead and affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now let us affirm our growth affirmation together with some gusto and knowing that it's working. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers and teachers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Thank you.
be leading that single singing bowl you'll know it's not a mountain then when you're hearing that singing bowl radiating in your body <laughs> I love that I confess that I asked her because I'm going to Janet Jackson's concert <laughs> I wanted to leave y'all with something that will be singing you <laughs> while I'm listening to Janet Jackson singing her <laughs> mm. oh man you know, um, <clears throat> in 2006, it was a year after my mother passed. It was the first year without her in my life. And um, May is a powerful month for us. It's a really emotional month for us because not only is it Mother's Day and Memorial Day, which we used to celebrate at my, with my mom. She used to barbecue. She was the best cook. Mm, she was a good cook. And... Um, Mother's, her birthday is on May 26th, too. So it's like a double, a triple whammy that, that year. So what we used to do, and what we still do, is we go to, we go to Kensington and celebrate um, around Memorial Day, remembering her. Um, and it's interesting because today I woke up feeling a little different. Now, I've had moments when I missed my mother, and it hurt. And I sat in that hurt. And it's interesting because recently when I started missing my mother and I was hurting and feeling that missing, I started celebrating that. I celebrated it because it radiated in deeply that the reason why I miss her so much is because God used her to love me so much and comfort me so much and nurture me so much. And so that's something powerful to celebrate that I'm missing her because that peace touched me so deeply, that God used her to touch me so deeply. And I have a feeling that there are others here whose mothers have transitioned and you miss that feeling of your mother's love and your mother's nurturing. And even those of you who may not have even known your mother, those who played a mother role in your life, it feels like that God used them to be a radiating sense of love and comfort and nurturing in your life as well. The title of my talk today is The Love and Comfort of a Mother. And as you look through the, the Bible, there are several different experiences and expressions of the love and nurturing and comfort of a mother. And that is really powerful. It's powerful. The reason why uh, mothers are so important and vital is because they help to set up a sense of nurturing, a sense of confidence, a sense of love, a sense of well-being. And we need that. 
in a younger age. As a matter of fact, if a child is not touched within the first couple weeks that they're born or so, they can die. Because the touch activates a nurturing sense of well-being and it activates the brain and it starts the hemispheres of the brain going and it starts you to breathe deeply because that's the largest organ of the body. And when you begin to breathe deeply, you bring in the oxygen. It oxygenates your body. It creates oxytocin, which is a, a hormone that creates, uh, a, it's, a, well, it's a feeling good hormone. And if a child is not able to breathe deeply and be touched and nurtured in that way, they may go through sleep apnea, which means their body stops breathing and they die. Did you know that? One of the reasons, well, the reason why when a baby is born and put on their mother's chest is so that their heart rate can start beating at the rate of their mother's heart. And as the heart rate is beating at the rate of their mother's heart and they begin to breathe, it's the first time that they breathe with their lungs because there's fluid in their lungs when they're in their mother's womb. And you get the oxygen through the umbilical cord, which is filtered through the liver. So as you're being on your mother's chest and you begin to, your heart begins to uh, uh, beat at the rate of your mother's beating and then you breathe in deeply, even um, breastfeeding, when you're holding your child, it causes them to breathe deeply. The suckling causes breathing. So the touch and the comfort and the nurturing of a mother are deeply important and vital. They give you a sense of confidence to go out and risk something emotionally in a relationship. And if you don't have that in the inner part time, in the inner childhood, there can be some emotional issues that you have. A lot of times we hear about the daddy issues, but there's mama issues too. So God made it purposely that women and mothers are so powerful in their child's life. You know what is even more powerful? is the type of pregnancy that a mother has. Because the pregnancy affects the child when they're in infancy stages. Did you know that? That's some deep business. And even as powerful as love and nurturing is to a child... There's something more deep, there's even more powerful that a mother can do, and I'll get into that in a second. But I want to talk about a couple, two mothers who partnered together to give the love and comfort and nurturing to the son that came into their lives. And this story is in Exodus. I'm sure you've heard of the story of Moses being born. And at the time Moses was born, this is in Exodus chapter 2, and, I'm, and it's from verses uh, two, 2, chapter uh, verses 1 through 10. I'm not going to read it all, but at this time, the backdrop of the story is that the Pharaoh had seen how quickly the Israelites were growing. The population was growing bigger and bigger, stronger and stronger. And so he put out a rule that all the midwives, when the Hebrew boys are born, if there's Hebrew boys, that they had to be killed. And at this point, Moses' mother gives birth to her son. And it says that she sees that he was beautiful. That he was a special baby. In verse two, uh, chapter 2, verse 2, it says, She saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. 
Now, there's something important in that that we'll go into in a second. But can you imagine at that time this threat over your mind when you're pregnant that your baby will be killed? You've carried this child, this feeling inside of you, this baby moving inside of you as a mother. And that's one of the things that I love about being a mother is that I got to hold another child inside of me. I got to be one with my children. Now, I didn't get a chance to give birth to them. I was robbed. I, I had to have C-sections. They were still, I still gave birth to them, but I didn't push, which isn't a bad thing because that ain't always the best, I hear. <laughs> so I'm okay that they were taken out because they were emergency C-sections. But it's a powerful feeling. Those of you who are mothers and carried your children, do you remember that feeling you had? And those of you who are not mothers but cared for a baby, do you remember that feeling that you have? There's something about a feeling about being a mother that you will sacrifice anything for them. And it, it naturally comes up, even if it doesn't naturally come up and you have to learn to be that. There's something about that feeling about motherhood that touches the heart deeply. And there's a reason why God used us to give birth and to nurture that, that life that comes into this world. Because if you, if you look at the story of Adam and Eve, Adam was created by that which was not alive. And then life was breathed into Adam. And then from Adam, which was life, God took a rib from the heart center and created woman. So God wouldn't use that which, which was created from the dust and breathed life into to bring life into this world. Because of spiritual law, life would use life that was created by life to hold life and give birth to life. Does that make sense to everybody? And so as a, as a man, there's something powerful that a man gives as a father figure. But there's this deep sense of nurturing and comforting that a mother gives. And it says here that this mother of Moses loved him so deeply, and she nurtured him for three months. She nursed him for three months, and then she wanted to save his life. So she created a, a like basically a kind of a boat, a little bassinet that could float on water, and put it in these reeds so that it wouldn't go anywhere where the Pharaoh's son, I mean daughter, would come out and bathe. Risking her life to save her child's life. And what happened? The Pharisee's mother comes, uh, daughter comes down. It says in verse 5, soon Pharaoh's, uh, the, I'm saying Pharisee, Pharaoh. The Pharaoh's daughter came down to bathe in the river. And I'm in verse 5, chapter 2 of Exodus. And her attendants walked along the riverbank. When the princess saw the basket among the reeds, she sent her maid to get rid of, to get it. When the princess opened it, she saw the baby. The little boy was crying, and she felt sorry for him. In other versions, it says she felt compassion for him. There's something inside of all of us, women and men, that, that ignites a sense of compassion, that, that, that we're created to give compassion, have this, this feeling of compassion, which is a desire, a, a desire to give somehow. Does that make sense to everybody? There's a desire in all of us to give. Now, whether you use it or not, it's up to you. 
but it's a desire in there to, to connect with another person. Now, the little boy's sister was sitting there waiting, and it says, when the princess opened, he saw the boy crying. This must be one of the Hebrew children, she said. Then the baby's sister approached the princess. Should I go and find one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you, she asked. Now, the, we know that how the story ends. Moses' mother ends up nurturing him even more. Now, back then, they would um, breastfeed until maybe three or four years old. So she got to nurture her child and root her child in the traditions of, he, of the Israelites, Hebrews, and then pass her child on. Now, Pharaoh's daughter gets to nurture too. So you have two, four, you have a biological mother nurturing and loving, and you have an adoptive mother nurturing and, and, and loving. And I'm here to tell you, that it is not only the biological mother, a birth mother, that can love and nurture and support and comfort a child. I'm also here to tell you that it's not only a woman or a birth mother who can nurture and love and comfort a child. That the love and comfort and nurturing of a woman exists in all of us because it is a quality of God. It is a quality of God that each one of us is meant to express to each other. And I promise you the moment that you're encouraging somebody, that you hug somebody, that you sit with somebody, that you listen to somebody, you are being a mother in their life, whether you're older than them or younger than them. You are being a mother figure in that person's life. The, the, Moses' mother nurtured physically by giving her, you know, feeding him, hugging him, holding him, and protecting him when he, she, she turned him over to the Pharaoh's daughter. And the Pharaoh's daughter protected him and raised him up in privilege, but still let him know his roots. It is our job as mothers and fathers, for that matter, to let our children know the true roots of their lineage. And I'm not talking about your biological family tree. It is our job to teach our children where the true nurturing, the true love, the true comfort comes from even as it is used through us. And that is the presence of God. That is the presence of God. Some of us have had our parents in our lives. Some of us have had people who ha were not our biological parents and they were there, but God used them to love us. Can you see that? This is something deeper. We, when I taught the book, uh, The Celestine Prophecy, there's something in there that was deep for me. We were learning about control dramas. And control dramas are ways that you try to get the attention of another person, the love of another person. And there's different ways. You can be either an interrogator, and you interrogate somebody and then make them feel bad about themselves. Now you got their attention. You can be an intimidator. You power over them, trying to get control over their attention in that way. You can be a poor me, a victim. Or you can be an aloof, where people have to ask you a lot of questions to get the attention, and you get the attention that way. The poor me makes you, you always feel like a victim, and people have to come to your rescue. But the thing that matters the most where that's concerned is that it happens because of the way you're loved when you're a child. And it is not a bad thing, this control drama. It is a healing thing and a part of the soul 
that is here to develop in some way. And so when you are an intimidator and you're aggressive, what your soul is learning to do is to love through assertion, being assertive instead of aggressive. If you are an interrogator, where you pick people apart and you critique people all the time, you're learning to take and learn about a person so that you can nurture them that way. If you are a poor me, where you're a victim all the time, you are learning how to step into love by stepping and speaking up for yourself and learning to teach people how to love you by speaking up for yourself and asking for what you need instead of acting like a victim to re to, for people to give it to you. And if you're aloof, you are learning how to stand up in leadership and be vulnerable and transparent and tell what you need so that people can learn to love you by that way. It is all connected, though, for, to a, uh, our soul's ability to love and comfort ourselves. And however you, whatever relationship you have with your mother, whoever your mother was, even if your mother was not in your life, it was connected to God's purpose for your soul's development, for you to step into a loving way to nurture and love yourself and ask for love, ask for nurturing, and be that at the same way. There, I, I was um, going deeper into this, and as I went deeper into this, I was thinking about my mother again, what she used to always do. And one of the things she did that was the most powerful thing that I could remember and she held us in prayer. So she put us in the hands of the nurturer, the comforter, and the one that loves us more deeply, that knows us more deeply, and that is God. She taught us, and our father taught us, who our true lineage and, and, and uh, family tree starts with, and that's God. That even when she's not there, God would be there. And it's interesting because when she, before she passed away, she had surgery on her knee. This was like five years before she passed away, 2015. She had surgery on her knee, no, no 2000, because she died in 2005, so it was 2000. And she wrote us all letters. And she said, I know I'm going to be okay, but I'm just writing this letter just in case. And in that letter, she prayed for us. And then five years later, she died before she could write us a letter. And I still have that letter. It's on my desk. I found it and I read it. She prayed for us. And that prayer lingers on even to this day. And that's the most powerful way that we can love, nurture, and support our child is to pray for them. Teach them who to go to when you're not there. She prayed for us that now I have that letter, I can read it in her tiny writing that you could barely read her words. My, mom, my daddy said she could tell when my father was mad, my mother was mad, because the matter she got, the tinier she wrote. <laughs> he had to, she said he had to do the magnifying glass to read it. And that is what we are here to do, to love and nurture our children through the Spirit of God by putting them in the hands of God. In Samuel chapter 1, verse 2, we read about Hannah. And her husband has another, she's the first wife, but the husband has another wife named Penina. And Penina's having kids. Now, back in Judah's tradition, 
if you had a child, if you did not have a, if you weren't a mother, you weren't of any value. You were shunned and treated badly. And instead of feeling um, animosity towards Penina, she prayed for a child. And she ended up getting a child. And not only did she pray for that child, she dedicated that child to God. When she weaned her son, Samuel, she gave him to God. And he became a powerful prophet. I promise you that as mothers, as we pray over our children, it will bless them even into adulthood. My mama's prayers are still, and they're lingering over my children, her grandchildren and her great-grandchildren. That's the deep business to me. Can you get that? Now, let me share another story. <clears throat> it's a, about another mother. Um, well, it's actually about this guy who, and you might have heard this before. Um, his name is Peter Rich, Richley. And this was years ago in uh, 1820. He was, he was on this boat going to Australia. And all of a sudden, the boat sank. It was a big ship, sank. And he's, they're floating, several of them are floating around as another ship comes by. He gets on that ship, and as that ship is going on its way, it sinks. And so, the, the, so now you got two groups of boat passengers who are swimming around. Another boat, the third boat comes by, they, get, they pick them up. That boat sinks. Another boat comes by, it's the fourth boat, that boat sinks. Now he's sitting in the water feeling like there's something going on here because there's four boats that have gone by and I'm still alive. Now the fifth boat comes by and picks them up and rescues them and it sinks. He's like, nah, something really is going on. The fifth boat? And then there's a sixth boat that comes by and it picks them up and it's both stronger. And so as he's, as he's getting his warm clothes and he's comforted, the doctor looks over him, says, good, you're okay. The doctor says, I have, a I have a favor to ask of you. He said, there's a woman who's been on this boat since we've been traveling all these months, going to Australia. And this woman has been praying, God, let me live to see my son. I'm praying to see my son. I haven't seen my son in 15 years. Let me see my son. And, and, and the doctor says, now she knows everybody on this boat because she's been a mother to everybody on this boat. And she's delirious right now in her last, you know, hours. We want to somehow honor her and have her experience her, her son somehow. He says, can you please pretend like you this, you're this mother's son? He says, sure, I will. So they're walking to the woman's room. And he says, and by the way, I just want to let you know she hasn't seen her son in 15 years. And her son's name is Peter Richley. And her name is Sarah Richley. He stops before he gets to the door and starts crying. That was his mother. She had been looking for him since he left for 15 years before. She had been looking for him. She was the one on the boat. So he goes in and he holds his mother. And he realized, she said, I've been praying to see you. He realizes the reason why he survived was because of his mother's prayer. He ended up, they, she ended up being okay. And this is a true story. 
There is power in the love and comfort and nurturing of a mother. But there's more power in when the mama puts you in the love and the nurturing and the comfort of God. Can you see that? And so those of you who are mothers, I bless you and celebrate you along with myself. That whether you are biological or whether you are adoptive mothers. And what I ask that we continue to do as mothers, I ask that we continue to put our children in the hands of God, to pray that they know God, that they have their own relationship with God, that they are loved, comforted, and touched by God. And that out of that, a deeper relationship develops with them and God, that they can pass it on to their children as well. And so I, wanna, I want you all to gently close your eyes and put your hands over your heart. Feeling and experiencing love in your heart deeply. And I want you to just take a deep cleansing breath. And I want you to say, God, thank you for my mother. God, thank you for my soul's lesson. God, thank you for blessing me with your love, your comfort, and your nourishment, your nurturing. Help me to celebrate my mother today, whether she is here or not. Help me to celebrate my mother today. I am committed to moving into a deeper expression of love and nourishment, nurturing and comforting to everyone I see. I will be somehow the experience of a mother. Use me, God. Use me, God. Use me, God. And just let your heart, your hand, feel your heartbeat. Knowing that it is not you that's beating your heart. It is the love of God. Loving you. Nurturing you. Comforting you. Now, I want you to see your children or those who, you, who are a child in your life, those who you love. I want you to see them enfolded, loved, nurtured, and comforted by the love of God. And take a deep breath. And say, I surrender them to you, God. Love them. Comfort them. Nurture them as only you can. And God, we close this prayer in the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ, celebrating every mother everywhere and celebrating you as the greatest mother ever. And so it is. Amen. Thank you all. Honey in the rock. Water in the stone, man on the ground, no matter where I go, I don't need to worry now that I know, everything I need you've got, there's honey in the rock. Praying for a miracle, 
It's not hard to see, only you can satisfy. There's honey in the rock, 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 yeah. Freedom, where the Spirit is.
so we can acknowledge you and celebrate you. Those of you who are biological or adoptive mothers, let's give us ourselves, everybody, give the mothers a hand. And know that I, wait, wait, before you do, I just want you to, um, I just want to put a blessing, incur a blessing on you all, all of the mothers here, and all of the mothers who are here in spirit, thanking God for our expression of love in this world, and also thanking God for our expression of love through the men who we nurture and encourage as, and encourage as well. And so thank you, God, for the mighty gift of love that you give through mothers in the powerful way that you are our mother. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Uh, well, let's go ahead. You guys can sit down. Let's um, go ahead and do the <laughs> prayer, prayer for, the, not the prayer for protection, the, the uh, what are we doing? Thank you. Love offering blessing. The love offering blessing. It's funny. We started off with how sweet it is to be loved by you, and then we ended up with Jesus, you're so sweet. I love that. I love that. I love that. Y'all some sweet business, I'm telling you. <clears throat> so let's go ahead and bring to mind, gently close your eyes, take a deep breath, feeling the sense of prosperity. Bring to mind what you feel led to give for a love offering for today. <sighs> Exhale in the sense of prosperity and abundance. And let's go ahead and affirm our love offering blessings together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. Let's stand up and do our prayer for protection, and then afterwards we will do our peace song. Holding your heart a sense of deep love, oneness. That's another thing of mothers, this sense of oneness and intuitive knowing. Let's go into that sense as we pray um, for the world. Well, pray for us. We're praying for the world as well. I'll say that. I'm just so full with God's love right now because I, I can barely talk. So let's go ahead and affirm this love offering, this uh, prayer for protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. 
If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate.